0: Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encourages you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. Dorothy And um, the Wizard of Oz was truly a classic. So then the synopsis of what it's all about was when a, a tornado ripped through Kansas, Dorothy and her his her dog Toto was whisked away in with their house to a magical land called Oz and they followed the yellow brick road towards Emerald City to meet the wizard and when they then on the way she met a scarecrow who needed a brain, a tin man who missed the heart and a and a cowardly lion who was who wanted courage. And all of this was leading her back home to Kansas Kansas, as she used these ruby slippers. uh, You keep on watching. And she she put them together and said the famous words, what? There's no place like home. 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 I, I love traveling. I told Jess when we retire, I already made up our mind. She wants to live on a beach. I want to live on a golf course, all right? Well, it's golfing and traveling is for me, all right? We're going to go. We're going to travel the world when we're old, and we're going to be done working. We're going to be traveling and playing golf. She don't know yet. She's not here, so she don't know yet. So that's what we're going to be doing, all right? But through all the luxury hotels and everything that travel has to come with, there is nothing like being at home. I mean, your bed, your, your own pillow, some of your your pillow's like yellow because you had it for a couple years, you know what I'm talking about? It's nasty, all right? But it's nothing like being at home. You can wear what you want to wear. No one's judging you. You can go to the cupboard all you want. There's no calories that count at home because there is no place like home. There's no place like home. And as we transition into what the Bible talks about, home, we have to understand that there is a destination for our life that we are heading towards. We are on a journey in this world heading home. We're we're, we're not in this world, we're we're not in this world, we're not of this world, we're in this world, and our destination is home. See, for some of us that put our trust in God, that that have that faith in God, our destination is heaven. Our destination is heaven. But for those that don't put their trust in God and, and living a life unpleasing to God, there's another destination as well that we can talk about. But nonetheless, our life here on earth is not the end. Our life is meant to be eternal. When was the last time you thought about eternity? you all talked about, it. I mean, I remember growing up, it was all about eternity. It doesn't matter about earth at all. We're just going to heaven, all right? We can, but you can be earthly mindset, but be unaffected on this earth. See, God has made us we're saying that we are passing through home. This is not our final destination. Our final destination is a heavenly word. It goes, go, we're going home to heaven. Heaven, but have you thought about eternity lately? Have you thought about what home are you going to as you walk this path? Is not supposed to be a heavy, a heavy thing, but we do need to be aware and have mindset to know that the right path is leading us to a destination, is either left or right. We we it's not sugarcone, it's either heaven or it's hell. Home is a place where we are heading towards. And as we are knowing that we are heading towards destination, and hopefully that is heaven is our home, we need to know how we stay on the right path in getting home. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14 says, enter enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many will enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. Only few will find it. This is talking about eternity right here. Back in those days, there was these gates that they would enter in, and the camel would enter in, and if it doesn't fit, they would have to go another way, and we're talking about here, it talks about this narrow gate, and it leads to destruction, and many will enter into that gate, and that's talking about our life. Many won't accept Jesus. Many won't be as believers, and they will enter into that narrow gate, which leads to destruction, but then it talks about this this very narrow gate, this narrow gate that Allah Of people will not think because it's not the sexy thing. Is it takes sacrifice, and that's a life with Jesus. And and it says it says few will enter into that gate. Number one, that that's that's heartening. It's it's like very like ooh. That we have to decide what gate we want to enter, and as Dorothy did, we need to follow the right path and have the right tools to lead us straight home we're not home yet but we're on the journey home and we need to understand that there are tools that God has given us and avenues that God gives us as we take this journey as a believer to our final destination which is home and we're not trying to be all heavy-minded but I'm here to tell you that I want to give you the reality check heaven is real heaven is real and we need to talk about heaven a little bit more sometimes We need to talk about heaven because there's a heaven and there's a hell. There's a destination that we're going to be. But God has given us tools as we are walking this journey, how we need to use them on this world as we are on the journey. Number one, the first thing that he gives us is his word. His word leads me. His word leads me. In this journey, I need a light in front of me to illuminate the path in front of me. Have you ever been in, in your life where it's like, I don't know which way to go? There's too many decisions, and there's too many paths, and I don't know where to go. That's where you need his word. That's where you need the words of God over your life so you can make the right decision. You need the word over your life to light up your path. So, what? Let me ask you this question. What is lighting up your path? Is your path being lit by money? Is your li- uh, uh, path being lit by success? Maybe an addiction is lighting your path or unforgiveness? Whatever lights your path is what you are putting your trust in. Whatever lights your path, whatever gets your attention, whatever's directing your life is what you put your full trust in. So take an inventory, three seconds of your life, what is lighting up your path? Because in the word of God, in Psalms chapter 119, one of my favorite verses, 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. His word shines up the next season I'm walking into. His word directs my emotions to move forward. His word strips my pride aside, and I don't rely on my voice, but I rely on his voice. That's why he gave us his word. And if we're not diving into his word, the reality is you're listening to some kind of word. Some people are living their life not in the word, but in a podcast. Some people are living not in the word, but living with only preaching on a Sunday. Preaching on a Sunday is great, but it's not the word. You have to get in his word. It's the thing that fuels you. It's the thing that re-energizes you because his word is alive for us today. His word reminds us who we are and where we're going. His word reminds us who we are and where we're going. And my job is to walk this walk, but his job is to illuminate the path. My job is just to walk, even sometimes blindly. God, I trust you. God, I have faith. I, I, I'm moving forward. I'm trusting your word. His job is to illuminate the path in front of you. Our job is to walk, is to be obedient to his word. Trust the light in front of you. Because it's right there, he, he, he has, maybe your path is be illuminated by other things that are not supposed to shine it up. Some of you are like, oh, I want, you guys have, you, we, there's so many options, there's this job here, this job here. Sometimes you look at a path and you look like, hey, this gives me more money, this gives me more success, this gives me more fame, this gives me more friends. But is it aligned with his word? We have to take everything and align it to his word because his word is illuminating our path. His word is active in our life. His word is, things, is, is checking me. His word is checking my pride, is checking my decisions. His word hurts at times. How about this? In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 and 13, I love the message version of this um, because it's so graphic, but it's so true. It's so true. Let's go. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 and 13 says, God means what he says. What he says goes. You can't go any blunt than that. It's like, hey, it happens. This is what it is. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whatever doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one can resist his word. We can't get away from it no matter what. He says his word is like as you are on a surgery surgery, uh, table and he's opening you up, exposed to what his word says. We want comfort, but comfort sometimes is us exposing our pride and letting his word take care of it. It says that it's like a scalpel. That means it's going to cut. It's going to cut us open, not for us to leave us vulnerable, but to leave us with, uh, for us to obey what it says, for us to be whole and complete. It's like a scalpel. It's like a, a surgery. It's cutting through all the pride. It's cutting through all the addiction. It's cutting through everything that I hold because his word is alive. It's cutting through. It leads us into the right path. Number two, his yes strengthens me. I love this one. His yes His yes strengthens me. Matthew chapter 5, verse 37 says, all you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. It basically says, hey, your word is your word. But here's the thing. Here's the comfort that you need to understand. Man's yes fails me at times. But God's yes is endurance and gives me strength. His yes in my life. What he says I am, I am. So that gives me courage and strength even at my weakest moments. So if he says that I am loved, guess what? You are loved because his yes is yes. If he says you are healed, his yes is yes, you are healed. If he says you're more than a conqueror, his yes is yes, that means I am. Whatever is speaking over your life, his yes gives you strength because it says is yes and amen. Because his yes, because he said yes on a cross, that gives me the forgiveness of my sins. Because he said yes to a grave, I have security in my eternity now. Because of his yes, I can walk freely. Because of his yes, I can live as a solid rock. It says this. It says his his word is yes in amen. Yes means this. Yes means his acceptance. Like, hey, I am marking you. I see you. I notice you. His yes over your life. But then it says yes and amen. You know what amen means? It's complete. It's complete. So his yes and amen is I am, sec- I am accepted and I am complete. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are what? Yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us, the glory of God. So it doesn't mean he's saying whatever promises he has for us is Good to go. He is a man of his word. If he said it, he will do it. And amen, he will bring it to completion as well. I can be strengthened in my weakest moment because he said yes, then I can say yes to his calling in my life. And it only comes by what he said yes to that I can say yes to him because he's a man of his word. I love this last, uh, this, this, this third one. In this journey that we're moving forward to home, what did God give us? He gave this, his spirit comforts me. If you haven't tapped into the Holy Spirit, you are missing it. If you haven't tapped into the Holy Spirit, you are missing a vital part of your life. Because it says that his spirit, his Holy Spirit is my comforter. Jesus resurrected and left this world, but he left his spirit as a help and a comfort for us through this journey. John chapter 14, verse 26 says, but the healer, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you the remembrance, all that I have said to you. In times when you are weak, the Holy Spirit reminds you, of who you are when the times when you feel out of whack the holy spirit reminds you the promises that god has for you the holy spirit is active in your life it is part of the trinity of uh, uh, the godhead the father the son and the holy spirit it is so vital for us to have the Holy Spirit working in our life, it's our, it's the, it's the Holy Spirit working in our life that that helps us through the chaos in life. Let's see it like this: in this journey, the Holy Spirit is the Google Maps of the journey. Is the Google Maps of this journey? Who uses ways? Sorry, who uses Google Maps? Who who uses MapQuest? So oh, you don't know about MapQuest you young people don't know about MapQuest back in the days you had to print out directions and if you didn't have ink you are not going anywhere because then you have to put your faith and your trust in the gas station across the street and then that person's going to be like you go here to the left you see that McDonald's turn left there's three McDonald's there's a CVS no it was a Walgreens you have to put your trust in him Map quest. See the Holy Spirit in your life. Let me let me teach you something real fast. The Holy Spirit in your life is the directions. The directions for your life. So the Holy Spirit, when he's activating your life, he said, "Hey, go left. Hey, do a U-turn. You're go, you're going a little crazy there. Hey, hey, go straight. Oh, okay, stop. Okay, go right." If we're not letting the Holy Spirit direct our lives, we're going to do this. You ever felt like you're in a cycle in life? Reroute, reroute, reroute. You ever felt like you're just going in circles? Maybe you're not tapping into the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit gives us directions. And while he gives us directions, he comforts us. As we walk, and that's so beautiful, because He know God knew that we would be jacked up. I don't know about you. Who's who's? I'm jacked up. I'm messed up. This brain sometimes just. I'm not that holy. I'm not. When somebody cuts me off, I'm not speaking in tongues. I'm speaking in other words. But the holy Jesus knew that the grave wasn't going to hold him. But he also knew that he was going to be resurrected. And he knew we needed something on this earth that is going to direct us. And he gave us his Holy Spirit. He gave us his Holy Spirit. So while he knew that we were going to be insecure, he knew that we were going to be have fear of the unknown. So what does he do? He said, hey, I know it all. I know that you're going to feel this way. So as you go into the unknown, I'm going to give you a comforter. I'm going to give you a helper to direct you. I'm going to give you a straight lifeline to the throne room of God. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit that is going to be the comfort. So as you walk, it might be chaotic, but know the Holy Spirit is working. So as I walk in chaos, I'm going to be comforted to know that God is still working for my good. Is the roadmap to your life. I remember times where I would be trusting the Holy Spirit, and He tells me to go this way, but then that way was not appealing to me. <laughs> You've been there? Where it's like, God, did, did I take a wrong turn? No. This is the right turn. This is where the comfort comes into play. Where in your eyes, you see the wrong direction. You seen the hurt. You've seen the backstab. You've seen the people that left. You've seen the relationship that didn't work. It it might feel bad for a moment, but he knows what's on the other side of that roadblock. And on the other side of the roadblock is your victory. On the other side of the roadblock is your freedom. On the other side of that roadblock is that answered prayer that you need. All he says is, trust me, I'm gonna comfort you in this. It's gonna hurt for a minute, but as you trust the Holy Spirit on the journey home, you need to understand that he knows better than you and we need to trust his leading in our life. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit gives intercession for us as groanings that are deep, deep for words. Ever been to the place where you don't know what to pray? Like, it's that bad. (laughs) It's that difficult. It hurts that much. Where you're like, uh, (laughs) that's where the Holy Spirit makes his work in your life. That's where his Holy Spirit gives you that comfort, that peace. That Holy Spirit gives you the peace that you are longing for. That's why we have to continue to seek the Holy Spirit in our life, to seek his direction in our life. To seek, and you only find this with when you put your time aside and give time to God, like in your private moments. When you're in the car, if that's all you got because the kids are crazy at home and everything, if your private moment is in the car, guess what? Don't put the Drake album, Mom. Why don't you put the Bible on? Like, don't, don't, oh, uh, 90s rock, yes, it's great, but is it edifying your soul? Like it sounds good and I'm not saying it's bad listen I I got me got me some good music I get it but sometimes you need to just be still and know Sometimes you just need to Put on something that's going to edify your soul because at the end of the day, this, this body is going to decay, but your soul is going to be the thing that lives in eternity. So instead of trying to feed your body, hey, you need protein to get going, but guess what? You need some You need some good spiritual milk. You need some good spiritual fuel that's going to fuel your soul because that's going to be the thing that lives at home. Let me give you a, some cool practical ways in doing this, okay? There's so many... Well, If you need help, come to us. I mean, Janira, she she reads a book every three seconds, okay? Uh, and um, she she got stuff for you, okay? She's our spiritual formation director. She, she 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 texts me at six o'clock in the morning. Janira, I'm sleeping. I read this book. I haven't read a book in three years, okay? So like, we got resources for you. There's podcasts. So if you if you're in in your car, man, there's you can listen to the Bible. We were just talking about this, uh, Mr. Sam. You can listen to the Bible speak over your life oh it's not it's not going to wake me up who cares wake yourself up you're grown all right but you need to start feeding yourself the word you need to start feeding yourself because negativity is going to come because when you hit that 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 work that that pressure is going to come so you need to feed your soul because you don't you need to feed yourself you need to find resources to do it we do it for other things When we want to go on vacation, we make sure we get the right deal, we go on the right website, we do this, and we make sure that our vacation is the best vacation that we can, right? Why can't we do that with our spiritual walk with Christ? Some of us are dying, not on the physical, but on the spiritual, because we're not feeding our soul that is dying, that is hungry, that is thirsty for more of God. You have to feed. Your soul, because your soul is what's going home. We have to do it. And that goes through the Holy Spirit because he comforts us in peace. I can rest in the chaos because I know his spirit is working in my journey. Why do we need the Holy Spirit? Because each and every one of us has a mandate on this earth. As we are um, letting the Holy Spirit work in our lives, Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, But I will receive power when the holy spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and judea and samaria and all over the earth why do we need the holy spirit because you're a witness to god we need the holy spirit because we are disciples and witness to god so as we get filled people look at us and the working of the holy spirit is called the fruits of the spirit a little bit of patience a little bit of love a little bit of self-control, that's one of them. It, it's its in the book. Then these fruits start coming out, and then people start asking you questions. "What's? Why are you so happy? What? Why do you look so fulfilled in the same job that I'm doing? Because I am miserable. You say, because I believe, I'm helping you, I believe that God is working all things for my good. And even if I'm in middle chaos, I feel like His Holy Spirit is directing me in my life, and I just want to show joy in this world. So by I'm doing, even though I'm, even though it, it, it's, it stinks, but I choose to live in joy. Then people be like, "Whoa, what does this person have?" Because I need it. Because I'm depressed 24/7. You see what I'm saying? It's it, it, that's the witness part of the workings of the Holy Spirit in our life. Is this good? Is this good? I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of just. Just trying to help you. So let his spirit guide you and comfort you. And the fourth thing, which it seals it all, is this his sacrifice seals my journey. It is not by your doings that you get to eternity, that you get home. It's by what Jesus already did. There's no money you can throw to get you into heaven. There's no knowing this person to know this person to know, to get you to heaven. It's by what he did already that gives us the grace and mercy to meet with him in eternity in the place of our destination. I don't see any one of us getting on a cross for each other's sin because I wouldn't do it. I love you. I don't love you that much. I love you though. Not that much. Because <laughs> I remember growing up, I used to get spankings. You ever got a spanking before? And it was a four foot eleven lady that had a chancleta that out of nowhere she became Australian and a boomerang just trying to hit you in the face, right? I've, I've been hit before. But what Jesus dealt with. For us. So, by every time he got whooped in the back, his eyes showed love. Every time they put a nail in his hands and it dug deeper and deeper and deeper, every time a hammer hit a nail, it solidified you for eternity. Every time a chunk came out of his back, it came for your healing. Amen. Every time he was sped on and mocked, it came for us to be a child, the son and daughter of Christ. Because of his sacrifice, it seals my eternity. It seals my eternity. It seals my future. It seals my victory. In Galatians chapter two, verse nineteen and twenty says, "For, for through the law." I die to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I live in this body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I might be in the body, but I ain't living for myself. I'm living for what he did for me. And by his sacrifice gives me the courage and the ability to move forward and tell others about Jesus because I knew the sacrifice he did, man, I can stand tall and knowing that I am a son and daughter of Jesus Christ is by what he did, is what solidified my hope in this journey that I am walked. I can walk this journey because I already know I won the battle because he sealed it with the final authority over my life. The hope that I live, it doesn't live by what I can do, it's what he can do because he said he would never leave me, nor will he forsake me. I can live a different life because of what he did. In Romans chapter 8, verse 31 and uh, verse... Verse 31 through 32, it says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for all, won't he give us everything else? Because his sacrifice, I can stand on. Here's the promise that he gives. As we walk this journey, And we know that his promise solidifies our life. It says this in Romans chapter eight, verse 38 and 39. Let this be the promise over your life as you walk this journey. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life neither angels nor demons, neither fear for today nor worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of Christ that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that verse is so beautiful. It's so good nothing he started naming anything on top on the bottom anything that the hell can bring at your at your feet you think that you're in the middle of chaos but i'm here to tell you it can't separate you from god you might be in the worst they might give you the worst that uh um the the problem about your health, but I'm here to tell you nothing can separate you from God because it's not about what you did. It's about what he did that gave you the victory on this world. And as we are journeyed home, we can stand tall in knowing by his sacrifice, I can live eternity with him. It sealed my forgiveness and my love, and I can walk this journey home because he is with me. Isn't God good? that he's prepared a place for us, home. But he also knew that we can't be dead on earth. So he gives us tools and the abilities and things to help us on this journey. Why? Why does he do that? Because he wants, our job is this. Our our sweaters say, we could see um, Simeon's, but he colored it, okay? It says this. Make, come here, Silas, come here, come here. Bring your glasses too, you're cool. Take your time, Silas, come here. Look at this cool guy, matching shoes and everything. Come on, give it up for Silas. We got to get you in the camera, all right? Them, them ladies are going to see you, okay? One of our merch things, and we wanted to do it this this. This season is this, make heaven crowded. Make heaven crowded. Our job is this as believers of Christ. Is as we're using the tools he gives us. And he seals our eternity. Why does he have why can't we just go straight to heaven? Because we need to make heaven crowded. Why do I deal with the situations I deal with? Because your testimony is you're overcomer by your testimony because we're trying to what? Make heaven crowded. Our job is, as we are walking this journey, is to take people with you. Is to say, hey, you might be in the middle of your chaos, but I'm here to tell you, I have the Savior of the world. And one day, I want to have heaven with you. I want to celebrate with you, your mansion next to my mansion, sister, because we want to make heaven crowded. That is our motto for our life, is as you are walking this journey. You're good. As you are walking this journey, as you are walking this journey home. Do not be earthly dead. You have to be aware and be ready to take people with you. You have to say, hey, I, as a friend, one of the best friends I, I have is telling me, hey, I don't want you to stay where you are at. I need you to grow. I, do, you need friends that say, I need you to grow. I need you to get to heaven with me. So we're going to do this together. Let's read our word together. Let's get closer to God together because we want, to, we want to have paradise together. We want to be in heaven together. So guess what? I need this friend. This way what you need to do. You need a game plan. If you got some crazy friends together, To be like, okay, we got some friends that don't know Jesus. So you get this person, you get this person, you get this person. Let's bring him to church. Let's get him closer to God. Let's let's talk to him about Jesus. Why? Because we need to make heaven crowded. Because there's two destinations. There's heaven and there's hell. I don't want you to be in hell. I want you to be in heaven with me. So my job as your pastor is to show you the truth of God's word to get you to the destination that is the right place, which is home, which is heaven. We're heavenly bound. God is preparing a place for us. It's time for us to think about it and make decisions to get on the right path. But he gives us the tools. By his his sacrifice, we are sealed, our eternity sealed. But we need to get into his word because his word is the one that's illuminating our path. We need to let the Holy Spirit work and lead us and comfort us in this journey. And we need to know that his yes over our life gives us the strength to move forward on the journey. You can do it. And God wants to do it every step of the way with you. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.